Hello everyone, welcome to my brand new podcast. Most of you will know me from uh, Helen's Mixtape, which is broadcast on a Thursday evening on Vault Radio. Uh, But I decided to put together a little um, podcast, we've called it Knob Static. There's a story behind that I won't go into uh, right now. Um, But this will be conversations that I've had um, over a, you know, a cuppa informal chat um, predominantly with people um, involved in the music industry or who have a real love for electronic music. So um, I actually originally published this uh, podcast without an introduction and then realised this just makes no sense. It's just a conversation with someone. So I thought best that I uh, record you a little introduction. So my name's Helen, uh, or Radio Leggy, and uh, I am a radio presenter some of the time, and um, this is Knob Static. So the first episode is a conversation that I had with um, electronic 80s cover band Party Fears 3, and it was originally broadcast uh, live on TD1FM radio in Gala Shields in Scotland. In the UK back in December 2019. So I thought I would uh, condense it down a little bit. It was originally a three-hour um, broadcast and the conversation with the boys took place within the last couple of hours of the show. So uh, that is what you are about to listen to now. This is Party Fears 3 and uh, I hope you enjoy. Catch you later. Back, we'll be back as soon as we get the coffee on the go, the snacks cracks out, and um, get the coffee on, Helen. <laughs> Come on, I'm thirsty. Oh, we'll be back shortly. Very pleased and privileged to have the Party Fears three boys in the studio, Mike and Don. Evening. Evening. Hello. How are we doing? We're doing fine. Thank Did you. Got an okay journey down from Edinburgh. Uh, you made it in Michael. one piece. Yeah, Don's uh, snoring kept me awake for the journey, so that was yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've got coffee now, so we should be okay. Yeah, yeah. So, for our listeners who don't know, Part of Fears Three are definitely, without doubt, the best eighties cover band, certainly in Scotland, if not in the UK. And I'm saying that that's that's, that's my personal. That's opinion. a big boast. That is a um, big boast, Dad. That is factual. But in the the, the sort of, uh, electronica synth eighties, I would say. Yep. Managed to get tangled up in my own headphones here, which is not a good thing. <laughs> um, so we've had, you, we've got you in today, and we want to talk about some songs that you guys, that inspired you guys, and that are your favourite tracks. You know that you've got that means something to you. So we've got ten tracks each. My word. Yes, we do. Don't think we get through all those. Well, we'll mm. try our best. So. Scrolling down the list, I mean, there are some reoccurring, you know, artists that I often play on the on the show. Actually, um, that's so because you come to our show. You've clearly got great taste, boys. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> You're just stealing a service, That's what it all. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, this first track um, on the right hand side, you picked this, Don. Yes. Um, would you like to tell us why this track means something to you? Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it's David Bowie's Ashes to Ashes. Correct. Um, I've been a massive Bowie fan since I was a wee boy. Um, and my cousin Derek, if you're listening, 
Uh, it was my cousin Derek, my, my cousin, uh, cousins Annette and Jackie. They were all on the bowie, and I, I was listening to family parties and going around to people's houses. And, and then I, I kind of, um, when the Scary Monsters album came out and I heard that, it just blew me away. I just thought at the time with the all the synth thing kicking off with the new romantics and all that, mm-hmm. anything, this, this was the track, and it's one of Bowie's best, I think, um, by far. Agreed. So, this is David Bowie, Ashes to Ashes. What an absolute tune. David Bowie, Ashes to Ashes there. Um, so, we'll move on to the left... Moving over to the list on the left-hand side. Uh, like, your first track, the Bronski Beat track. Um, yeah. Yeah, what made you pick that? Oh, can we just get back to the thing with the, the David Bowie track? Because Aye. one of the things which uh, will be sort of... Uh, coming round a, a few times in the, I'm sure in the conversation is uh, us back in the 1980s listening to this music being created for the first time and then 30 years later uh, actually meeting some of the people who either made the music or been involved with the music yep. and the David Bowie track of course Ashes to Ashes very famous video was Steve Strange from Visage Correct. and we had the, the pleasure of supporting Steve Strange uh, a few years ago uh, of course he sadly died a couple of years ago but but, but yeah. again, that was a very that's right. say, a strange experience. But, uh, such as Club in Edinburgh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was getting, a, it was a great gig, that one. It was interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was rather interesting, I remember. Uh, the Bronski Beat uh, right. song. I have never met Jimmy Somerville, although <laughs> I do admire his voice. Um, one of the things, uh, I, I always prefer female singers to male singers. Um, because I don't get asked to sing female songs. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Summerwell has a very high voice, but a very pure voice. Uh, and I like it purely, one, because of the sound of it, uh, the electronics of it, his tremendous voice. And I think everybody can relate to the, the sort of sense of uh, um, otherworldliness um, sometimes that, that you feel. Uh, sometimes you feel a bit uh, away from the normal sort of run of the mill stuff. Uh, especially in the early 80s when you're going through puberty. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm and still all, going through uh, it. And 84 as well, you know, early days, it's a really kind of early, what we now come to know as dance, actually, well, track. You know, I'd say it's kind of the, the oh, foundations there yeah. for it. Yeah. It is. And for me in 1984, um, was the first time I left home. I was 17 in 1984, and I came to the big bad city of Edinburgh uh, to study journalism at Napier College. Get so, you. Get me. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I can relate to the, the sort of isolation that... Salt and sauce. Yeah. Salt and uh, I can relate to the isolation that was uh, portrayed in the, in the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So this is Bronski Beat, Small Town Boy. Bronski Beat there with Small Town Boy. What a tune. Great tune. What an absolute tune. Um, Don, your next track. Mm. This is the kind of thing I would associate with you guys because this is Ultravox. Yep. And when I first met you guys, you were in an Ultravox tribute band called Monument. Yep, there still are of, of sorts. Um, there is, not at the moment, there is talk of resurrection, but... Well, by a happy, co- by a happy coincidence, your drummer from mm. Monument has been in touch making a request for another Ultravox track. Oh, is he? So we'll play two Ultravox tracks back-to-back. Hi, Tommy, by the way. Oh, Mr McGovern. <laughs> for getting in touch. Yeah. Evening. And Mr. congratulations McGovern. on your... Uh, graduation and your master's degree in project management at Manchester. Ooh, so he's nice. a project graduated yesterday, I think. Uh, I could tell you a few stories about project managers, but we'll leave that for another time. <laughs> so do you want to tell us about why this track's important to you, Don? Uh, it was the first um, 
Uh, I need to get one thing straight. Uh, there's two versions of Ultravox, and uh, probably most of the most of the people out there don't know this. There was the John Fox version, mm -hmm. which was the early one, and the mature version. Mm -hmm. Although are both are quite important um, and uh, and really good, but um, I'm more of a mature um, Ultravox uh, kind of person. And I concur. When uh, yeah, of course, and uh, when Mature joined the band, this was their their first outing as a seven-inch single, and uh, when I first heard it, it just blew me away. I thought, mm -hmm. I'd never heard anything like it. Although there was other synth bands out there, early uh, contations of bands like uh, Visage was just kicking off, and Gary Newman was about, OMD were about, um, but this this thing just blew me away, and uh, I rushed out and bought it. I remember I bought it in Oldham Market, I bought off a, 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 a guy selling seven inch singles in a stall and a uh, brand new clear vinyl, seven inch clear vinyl, just a, just a brilliant track. And it started off a love of... Yeah, yeah, all yeah. things Ultravox and uh, and then we, you know, uh, joining the forum, the, the, the EV, uh, Extreme Voice Forum. That's how I met David Bailey and then I uh, met um, Michael and then, and then Tommy yeah. and then that's how it all kicked off and then... Part of fear, Steve, and it never happened if it uh, that never happened, so. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay, so this is Ultravox and Sleepwalk. I was going to say, my one abiding memory of that is of the, the members of Monument uh, dancing about in a field in Yorkshire at Tribfest about four or five years ago mm. uh, in the silent disco tent. <laughs> uh, extremely um, refreshed, much to the amusement of the children and um, all of the adults walking by. Who vacated the, the, the premise, I can remember. Uh, they did, huh? I think it was uh, Mr Bailey doing the pole dance around the centre of the pole, uh, sorry, the centre pole, uh, which was sort of... The final uh, straw. Uh, wasn't just the final <laughs> straw, I think they were scared that the, the tent was about to come down. <laughs> and that guy with the glasses is wearing that woman's... Oh yeah. Onesie. Yes, you were wearing um, yeah. Tommy's wife's... Pyjamas. Pyjamas, yes. You do realise that what happens on tour is supposed to stay on tour, boys. You're yeah. not supposed to discuss these things. That wasn't the worst thing. To, uh, not, um, <laughs> you're right. That was a minor thing. Well, what um, I wanted to, to mention was, um, talking all things Ultravox, um, you guys playing on stage with Warren Can and Peter Godwin in London. And I remember you distinctly, Don, mm -hmm. <laughs> looking at me down front mm -hmm. and mouthing, that's Warren Can. Yeah. I think I said something I else as well, I but it was so video. So. I think there's video footage of oh, there that. Is. There yeah. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was a good night. That was uh, surreal. How does that feel though? Playing one of your heroes on stage. Well, especially when he's playing our Simmons drums behind us, and um, uh, Simmons drums are electronic drums, hexagonal pads and stuff, and uh, he was playing them behind us, and. Uh, on Peter uh, Godwin's track, and it was just really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Warren Can's such a nice guy. He was just a really cool guy. To, if there's any members of Ultravox that you would, you know, you would meet, it would, it would you know, it'd be Warren Can every time. It's just, uh, just a cool guy, you know. I think they're I mean, all. I think they're all. Lovely. They're all cool in their way, much and <laughs> you know Billy Chris. But um, yeah, Warren because he'd been out of the loop for you know, go uh, what was it, 26, 27 years. Yeah. And he just slotted back into it like it was like, oh, you know, he'd just been out for a walk with a dog and come back in and then they just yeah. slotted back into it. But no, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah, we, we had a great time, man. It was just... Yeah, it was surreal. Absolutely surreal. Yeah. And um, and it was all thanks to Mr Paul Hitchcock and uh, 
various other people for putting that together. Um, and we yeah, also yeah, because it coincided with Ultravox playing Ultravox themselves playing yeah, at the Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah, that was the yeah. Return to Eden two. Yeah, I think, or was it brilliant? No, I think no, it was, was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, it was yeah, brilliant it was brilliant. Album. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and we played, we played a couple of times as a as a consequence. The Ultravox getting back together because we played with Messenger, Stanley Mitchell, and Colin King oh, that's right. at the Hundred Club. So in Oxford Street, yeah. And in Oxford Street, yeah. The year before that, we played in the Hammersmith. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that's right. Again, uh, what was it? The Grove upstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just a hundred club. Uh, who's played there? The, the the Stones, Sex Pistols, Specials. Helen John. Helen John. <laughs> Amy, Amy Wine. <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Anyone who's anyone. Yeah, but, does. but mm, yeah, absolutely. It was really cool. Yeah, we loved that. So cool. I've been very fortunate. So. Yep, and you're still only you know ten years in. Mm. Goodness knows what's going to happen in the next ten years. What, ten years in with part of your three. Yeah, yeah. Monument. Fifteen years. Have I known you fifteen years? Well, I've no, well, yeah, well, I've known you fifteen, sixteen years. Probably. Yeah. Crikey, you get you get less time for armed robbery. You do. <laughs> um, whose list are we on next? We're on your list, Mike. This uh, track here. I can't see the screen, so I don't oh, know. Oh, Craigie, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. pal. That's all right, then. Is it Talk Talk? Oh, Talk Talk, yes, of course. Um, yeah, Talk Talk has always been one of my favourite bands, and uh, it's, it's with, with Party Fiercely, we've played quite a few Talk Talk songs. Uh, I think uh, Steve was also uh, a great fan of Talk Talk, so he uh, programmed quite a few of those uh, for us. Um, Steve is your previous member who's no longer with the band yeah but yeah. They, they, one, of the, one of the founder members um, mm. I mean it was through as Don already mentioned it was through playing with uh, Monument that we actually met Steve Steve supported us on July right. 4th 2008 and Gee, was it what memory uh, it's, I remember that because the second made redundant that day so. oh did you <laughs> oh, <well>. thanks Don <laughs> bring up these unhappy memories no, yeah, uh, so no Steve um, uh, joined us uh, as a support that time and I think within uh, seven or eight months we, we had a set together and Party Fears 3 was born on uh, Valentine's Day. So we played a wedding you got into trouble for that, that, that uh, missing that, that night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I always get into trouble for missing Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you've, actually, well, you've, actually tra- you've, you've chosen two Talk Talk tracks. The first one we've got listed as today. Is there a particular reason for that song? Yeah, because it's one of my favourite Talk Talk songs, quite simply. Is this um, as straightforward as that? It is as straightforward as that. I like the, the, the fretless bass. The, the bass player with um, Talk Talk was another level. It absolutely was. Mm. And the reason I chose two um, Talk Talk songs is because, of course, earlier this year we sadly lost Mark Hollis, mm-hmm. um, uh, the singer. With, what with talent? Talk. Uh, sadly, when I, I believe they were talking about getting back together for a reunion tour. Yeah. Mm. So... Shame. So, live for today. Okay, so yeah. this is Talk Talk today. That ended slightly more abru- abruptly than I had expected it to. Um, right, so we're moving on to the other track on the other side, OMD. Incidentally, we've actually had a request for OMD. Lynn has been in touch uh, requesting some OMD, so this is a happy coincidence. Mm. Um, do you know what? This track is from my favourite OMD album. Our contention morality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eighty one. Yeah. Eighty one was a great year for for these bands because you had Ultravox Raiden and mm-hmm. uh, you had uh, Simple Minds, uh, Sons of Fascination and um 
architecture, morality, and, and the various other things. We were just talking about this coming down in the car, and uh, Vangelis, uh, all the soundtracks for Blade Runner and Chariot Safari were out, and mm-hmm. just, you know, just a great year. For, for and the me. year I was born, so obviously it's the best year. Obviously. And you had uh, <laughs> Human League's Dare, of course, you know. Yeah. And uh, which links into Joe Callis, who we've played with as well, mm-hmm. who wrote quite a lot of the tracks on Dare, so. Yep. Uh, namely, Don't You Want Me, and the likes of um, Open Your Heart, and so on and so forth. But this is just turning into a big name drop session, isn't it? So really? it is. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm. And yet you remain humble. Totally. So this particular track, Made of Orleans, Yep. Is there any particular reason why this one? Um, it's a, it was an unusual track because um, the uh, it was the, the birth of sampling, digital sampling, or any kind of sampling. It was like a tape recorder, or tape to, to sample something, to record it mm-hmm. or burn it. And uh, as they used to say, and it's uh, the early form of sampling was a, a thing called the Mellotron, and uh, they used Mellotron tapes. So it was like when you press the keys on the keyboard, uh, the tape only lasted so long, yep. and then it ran out. But what uh, OMD did, they actually recorded their voices onto this thing and played it, and you can you can hear it at the start of the track and all the way through the track. It was just like uh, it was a mishmash of everything, um, and and to put that together, it's just a, you know a technological feat. I mean, it's 1981, so long and, and even ago. and even the waltz timing as well. Like, oh, it's, it's just it's, amazing. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not like a standard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like uh, a pop song. It's yeah, yeah. So, uh, my good lady, uh, a good lady myself went to Madrid at the end of, uh, in fact, when was it? Uh, middle of October, sorry, uh, to see them. And uh, I mean, Andy McCluskey's lot, sixty, coming on sixty-one. He's still, still got does the dance. Yeah, the, the whole the windmill dance. Yeah, hey, does that windmill thing. <laughs> and he's and they're, they're touring in Germany at the moment, I believe, and I don't know how he does it, but yeah. it's just they, they sound as good as they, they've ever done, you know. So. Yeah, I remember photographing them and their support act in the Glasgow concert halls. Yeah. And, you know, yep, yeah, still got it. Absolutely mm. fantastic life. Okay, so this is OMD, Made of Orleans. What a tune. Mm. Hairs on the back of your neck every time, eh? Mm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay, Mike. This is your next track, Bowie. Our next track, Bowie. Yeah, David Bowie. That's this okay. Is, this is not America. This is not America. So we were talking earlier on about uh, Steve, Steve Adam, who was uh, one of the founder members of Party Fierce Three, and mm-hmm. uh, I think about three years ago, uh, we played in the Citrus Club on a special Bowie event, um, which uh, I think started either the year of or the year before he died. Um, That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was the first event after he died, um, and we were asked to play, I think, about four, four or five songs, and this was one of the songs, and it's always been a great favourite of mine uh, since 1985. It's, it's not a typical Bowie song, um, mm-hmm. because it's a collaboration with Pat Metheny, um, but it's, it's just one of those songs which, for me, it just sticks in the, in, in the memory, and so... Um, I always feel great after uh, when listening to it. It's a good and track. It's a good track. Um, and Steve did a, a great service um, when we, we did the, the sort of cover version. Uh, there was a version of it on the, the internet for a while. Um, we enjoyed it that much that we actually recorded it and put it onto YouTube, but uh, I don't think it's still there at the moment. Um, mm. But no, it, it was a great fun, and, and thanks to uh, Steve for putting that stuff together for for the David Bowie uh, night. Sure. So this yep. is David Bowie. This is not America. David Bowie, it's your class. Yep. 
Kind is that you looking at your empty coffee cup, wondering what happened to the coffee that was in it? Just a small hint. Subtle. Donnie, we're back onto your list again. Depeche Mode. Uh, yeah, old Depeche. Uh, been a fan of these guys for a long time. Not not from the word go, because uh, they were a bit uh, poppy. But they're uh, good. But um, I only got... My mate John Elan was... Uh, is um, probably, you know, outside a few other guys I know, we know. Massive fans. But I only I got into them when I heard this. And I think this was from... Yeah, this is from the third album. Um, construction time again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm right in saying it wasn't on the album. Uh, there was two singles, Leave in Silence, and that one. I could be wrong. Only the Pesh fans out there will tell me. But I just I just heard this and I thought, and, I, and this is when I started to like them. I thought they, they were getting a bit more serious about their music. And, yeah. uh, so this is post Vince Clark? Post that. Uh, Vince had already left the band. Yeah. I think uh, there was a couple of singles in between this one that Martin Gore had to get his finger out and start writing songs and uh, they got Alan Wilder in, who's sadly no longer with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just a good, good tune. And construct- construction time again, a lot of sampling on that album. Yeah, the yeah. emulators and stuff. Yeah. Right? They started to use all that technology and yeah, yeah and here we are today, you know. Fantastic. So this is Depeche Mode, get the balance right. Depeche Mode, get the balance right. So, oh, we've got Talk Talk. Again. Talk, talk again. Yeah. Yep. Such a shame. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned earlier on, Mark Hollis died earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, a great pity because, as we were saying, they were talking about getting back together um, for a tour, possibly doing some other other work together because there was only uh, a few albums uh, in the 80s before Mark took his extended break to look after his family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, quite simply, I, I've chosen Such a Shame because because we lost them earlier this year. And so. it is such a shame. Exactly. Yep. Literally. Uh, watch this space for a wee uh, plug that's going on the set at some point. Yeah, so... This would be the set for your upcoming gigs? Uh, well, specifically yeah. for the, the one in the, the liquid room in September. December the 28th. 28th. Saturday, December the 28th. So yeah. we're doing a... Well, over the last few years... Um, We've been rather morbid, and if any uh, pop stars have died through the <laughs> year, we've done a little tribute to them. So uh-huh. we'll definitely be doing a tribute to Mark Hollis, and this song may or may not be in the set. Mm. Well, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get on yourself, Donnie. What a voice. <laughs> I was actually Sorry. talking about the, the guy in Talk Talk. I was thinking, what a voice. So the the was just in the background. And that, that's just to prove <laughs> how good a, a voice that Mark Hollis has. <laughs> Something to compare it to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually have noticed the next track on Don's list, and I love this song. Mm-hmm. I think it's our best. Uh, well, it's one of our best. It's hard to pick a Heaven 17 yep. track that he... Uh, that's uh, you know stands out amongst the rest because they're all good. Um, you got fascist groove thing and let's all make a bomb and a uh, temptation the big one the big uh, high hitter. But uh, let me go uh, it was just uh, it was never a, it was never included in any album. It was never meant to be included in any album, but it did eventually make the luxury gap. And uh, to me, it's just uh, just great. Um, it's been on a party first three set. We've done this a few times, quite a lot actually. Um, and it will appear uh, again at some point. Um, I hope so. Well, we we kind of rotate the set, and we've got some new tunes yeah. in there. But yeah, definitely. So it's a cracking tune. I love the wobbly bass. Wob 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 wob. 
Ah, itu teng. This is Heaven Seventeen. Let me go. Heaven Seventeen. Let me go. Fantastic track. We're going to interrupt our little list. We've had a request. Amy from Edinburgh has been in touch, and she's requested New Order Blue Monday. So let's play that for Amy. Hello. This is Hardeep Singh Kohli, and guess who you're listening to? Well, right now you listen to me, but after this bit here, you'll be listening to Helen Wallace on TD1 Radio. Helen Wallace. She's a Wallace called Helen. That was Silver Light by Rainland. And Rainland are supporting you guys at your uh, Liquid Room gig on the 28th of December. Yes, indeed. Yes. And tickets are still available for that? Yes, they are, yes. So people can look up Bands in Town, or your Facebook yep. page under Part of Years 3. Yeah. And they can also follow you on Twitter at PF3Band for all those ticket details. Oh, of course. Uh, they're, they're available via the Fat Soma website as well. And or tickets. Yeah, if you go through the uh, Ticket Scotland uh, Facebook page as well. So plenty yeah. of yep. opportunities. Yeah. Yep. There's another gig coming up further up the road in Dundee. Uh, week tomorrow. Michael. 14th of mm. December in Clark's on Lindsay Street, uh, owned by Kit Clark of uh, Danny Wilson fame. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, again, tickets are still available for that as well. They yes. Are, but they're, they're selling uh, yeah, it's quickly. quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good. And it's, yeah. Uh, it's a small, smaller venue. Um, so the, there's less tickets available. And it's an afternoon gig. I was going to ask that. Yeah. yeah, it's a daytime. I was thinking that. Yeah, so 3 p.m. Um, yeah. on Saturday, mm. the 14th of December. Um, yeah, we played there in September. September, yeah. It was, uh, it was a good gig. Yeah, it was yeah. a very, very good gig, yeah. We loved it, and it was uh, got a good response. Sure. So it's a busy couple of weeks, and then the build-up to Christmas. Yeah, and then um, we're going to Down Tools in uh, for a wee while, and then uh, do some... Um, I've got a studio <laughs> um, that's uh, in the middle of... In fact, it's not. I'll tell you the truth. I'll be honest. It's nowhere near. <laughs> it's good. It should build up. In it. Yeah, yeah, Michael's in it tonight. My goodness. So and uh, he has a room with boxes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, someone's laughing. I can hear her. We'll just now. keep poking and prodding you <laughs> to, to get yeah, in but, with it. But it's get all the gears there. I've just I just need to set it up. And that's you know, your project. That's, that's, your, your, that's project. your new year project. Yeah, and uh, it'll make uh, life for for the two of us so much easier. Yeah. Of course. So we're going back to our little list of songs that are important or that mean something to you. And I think we're, on, we're back on to, what was the last track we had before that? We did have Talk Talk. So uh, we're, yeah. we're uh, let me go. I think it was. Oh, okay. Was You're right. Sorry. I do apologise. So, Mike, we're back onto your list again. And this is the Human League. The Human League, the Lebanon. So, again, yeah. this harks back to what I was talking about earlier on when you. Uh, a teenager sitting watching Top of the Pops uh, in the 1980s right. and you see the, the bands from exotic places like uh, Sheffield and New York <laughs> uh, and you think it must be great to be a pop star and then 30 years on you meet those pop stars uh, and end up playing with them so this particular song uh, did the pleasure of playing in the Hard Rock Cafe uh, in Glasgow with Joe Callis uh, mm-hmm. who was the guitar player for uh, the Human League and it was after uh, the Human League had played that night in Glasgow. So the rest of Human League were actually in the audience, so no pressure. One of the best laxatives known to man. <laughs> yeah, couldn't believe I was standing next to Phil Oakey and it was just... He probably couldn't believe he was standing next to you. <laughs> well, there you go, that, that was, you just stole my thunder there, Michael. <laughs> oh, what a night, though, eh? Yeah, it was a great night, yeah. Amazing. So this is the Human League, the Lebanon. 
Absolutely cracking. Listen to you singing in the background. Um, yeah, the Lebanon. Uh, we're back onto your list, Donnie. Yes, hi. Soft Cell. Mm-hmm. Why this track in particular? Uh, I've always liked Soft Cell. Um, I like the majority of their stuff, the first couple of albums. Uh, uh, I had the pleasure of seeing their last ever gig at the O2 Arena in London last September. And uh, we got a bit of hospitality uh, thrown in as well, and that was great. Just to see them uh, do their do their thing for one 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 more time. But this particular track, just uh, all the production and David Ball's production, and uh, um, it's just a great great track, and it defines. It's another defining track in 1981. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cool. Brilliant. So it's a soft sell. Bed so that was soft sell, mm-hmm. and we're back on Mike's list. So something a wee bit different mm. uh, from everything that's gone before. Yep. Um, Don was talking earlier on about how 1980 was uh, quite a seminal year uh, for the synth bands and uh, for the, the technology which was being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had also mentioned Blade Runner and uh, what was the other film? Charles Fire. Vangelis Papathianasu um, was in his ascendance uh, and he was also uh, hitting the charts with uh, John Anderson from, yeah. from Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big hit, I suppose, was uh, I'll Find My Way Home. Yeah. But uh, I always preferred this song uh, it's because it's, it's slightly different, more laid back, more melodic, but uh, lovely just the same. Cool. So this is John and Vangelis, I Hear You Now. That actually reminds me of, do you remember the um, series Ashes to Ashes? Mm. Yes. Yeah, I think that was used quite heavily in that. That's, that's... Was it? Yeah, yeah. Kelly Hawes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, random mm-hmm. thought there. Isn't it amazing how music transports you to a place or a, a memory? Quite. That's why we're here. Absolutely, yeah. indeed. You're back to the 1980s, mate. <laughs> <laughs> totally smashing, mate. <laughs> so we're back on your list, Donnie, and um, the skids. Yes, uh, um, first of a band I ever got into. Mm. I'm loving it. Uh, the skids for me were. Uh, Did <laughs> I keep a straight face here? Uh, no. Um. <laughs> Stop it. Right. Uh, Schoolboy uh, humour. Yeah. Uh, 19, 1979, I think this one is. Yeah. Um, working for the Yankee Dollar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe Rusty Egan plays the drums on that. For those who don't know, Rusty Egan was a drummer in uh, Visage and the yeah. Rich Kids. And, uh, and also yeah. on the Top of the Thoughts theme tune with Phil Lynn. Yes, aye. And, uh, and he, uh, he was playing with Midge on his tour there, uh, the Ultravox Visage tour thing. Yeah, Electronic, 1980, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. So um, uh, rather than just, you know, go for Into the Valley like everybody else does, this is, uh, I think this is one of their... Um, Best tunes, to be honest. Excellent. So this is the skids working for the Yankee Dollar. The skids working for the Yankee Dollar. Now, <clears throat> I just wanted to um, change. <laughs> you feeling all right there? Yeah. You okay? Compose yourself. Uh, he's just he's just thinking of Stuart Adamson and his uh, his playing his moog there. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were just discussing that. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about Stuart Adamson and his moog? Yeah, that was the first time I saw. Uh, probably probably the first time I saw a synth on there. On top of the pops was uh, Stuart Adams and playing it. Mm-hmm. I always thought Skids were a punk band or a post-punk new wave type thing. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah. Our Michael here, well, he used to have a mini mic. But, uh, I did, didn't I? But he <laughs> sold never, it for 50 quid back in the day. never miss an opportunity to mention that. I only ever played one note at a time in the day, yeah. in so. Yeah, it's called monophonic. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, and it's not as if it would last until now, you know, it's, it's not a classic. <laughs> I think they're going for about oh, four grand shame. now, something like that. <laughs> well, we all make mistakes, yeah, eh? Really I'm a good time for There you go. Um, I wanted to. I've just. I've mixed up the <laughs> the um the list in here because I wanted to lead on from the skids into this track by Big Country. Now I know you guys are going to have memories about this, you know, track. <laughs> this is one of your songs, Donny. But I, <laughs> you know, feel connected to this song. Um, we sadly lost Stuart Adamson of Big Country, and. I've got an overrided memory of his, um, you know, the the um, memorial um, gig mm -hmm. that they had from at the Barrowlands. Yeah. Uh, extremely emotional. Uh, people, you know, floods of tears. You know, the Barrowlands is one of those yeah. venues where you walk in and there's just this wall of heat, you know. And then a few years later, walking down a street in Dunfermline and hearing someone playing it in a pub with the doors open in the height of summer, and just bursting into tears walking down the street. It's yeah, that bad was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a beautiful track. It's just a really it's emotional, a really good beautiful song. Probably me. I, I, I played that song in the the first band I ever played with way back in 1986. I think it was hmm. the first time I played with the band. So I mean, and even then it'd been out for I think about three years. Um, hmm. It's just a, a, a classic, classic uh, do, song by the uh, by the wonderful. Do, uh, we, do you think part of your Steve would ever cover this in an electronic version of this? Maybe. Yeah, we, were, we were on the verge of doing a big country track uh, mm -hmm. in the last year and we kind of pulled it at the last minute because we're... Um, well, um, now people Sorry, know there, there used to be three of us and yeah. now there's two of us and we had a, a bit of a a, a, a a shift to do and in terms of technology we had to uh, drop certain songs and, and pick new ones and, and start programming and yeah. creating... Tracks for other ones, yep. and this was on the list, wasn't it? And uh, uh, no, not this one. It was, I think, it was in a big country, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah and then no, we never done it because it at the time we, we might do it again. But big country, you know, they're Scottish. We're a Scottish band, and you know, we could probably, yeah, it's not a case not, of getting away with it. Obviously, they're not band, something you, know, you associate so. with um, electronics. No, but. The, you know, you really could put your mark on. I'm just throwing this out for the future here. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. something I would like to so, nudge, yeah, nudge, yeah, poke, poke. <laughs> it's, it's definitely that. That's why we were thinking of playing it. Uh, it's thunderingly good music, uh, good drumming, um, strong, strong melodic hooks. So it, it's something that does lend itself to being taken up in a, the electronic uh, genre. So. Absolutely. So this is big country and chance. Beautiful, big country and chance there. So Mike. Your namesake. Yeah, there was absolutely no way we were going to get out of here without mentioning the song which gave the band its name. Um, as I said, we uh, played in Dundee in September um, and we played this song. Uh, obviously, that's uh, uh, where uh, the associates came from. Um, and it went, it went down an absolute storm. We've done a couple of different versions of this. We've done an electronic version and we've done a version which is very uh, sort of faithful to the original, mm -hmm. um, both of which we've, we've really enjoyed doing, uh, and it always goes down goes down a storm. Yep. Um, as I said, there's no way we could, you know, come on and do a, a song about the 80s, a song about, uh, sorry, a, a programme about Party Fierce 3 without giving the associates the due nod that they deserve and playing Party Fierce 2. Absolutely. So this is the associates and Party Fierce 2. 
Oh, oh, oh. What a voice. Oh, aye. Never be another Billy McKenzie. Agreed. So, yeah. we're drawn to a close. We're going to have to have the news very shortly. Uh, I think we've probably got tra- time for one more track. But before we do, I'd like to thank you both very much for coming all the way down to, s- to talk to me. Um, you've been Party Fears 3. <laughs> you've said Party Fears 2. And... Been? Do you know something? Like <laughs> <laughs> Just remind us um, when your gigs are. You've got two up and coming. You've got <clears throat> one in Dundee on the... 14th, 14th of December in Clark's in, in Lindsay Street in Clark's and you've got another one on the 28th of December at the Liquid Rooms in Edinburgh that is going to be a stonker I have to say support by Rainland yep tickets available via yeah, Fat Summer Ticket Scotland and uh, yeah well, people oh. people can track you on Bands in Town Bands and get, in Town get Facebook for, yeah, yeah, yeah. get oh, links for both so. gigs and, and Facebook your Facebook part of your three Twitter at PF3 mm-hmm. Band have I covered yep. Everything, do you I think? I think so. Thanks yeah. very much for inviting yeah, us. Thanks for having us down. Not at all. It's an absolute pleasure. Right. Thanks very we much. We're worried that we wouldn't be able to think of anything to say for half an hour and we've been in here for about an hour and a half. So. I know. <laughs> I'm glad you stayed longer. Yeah. yeah. So we're, going to, we're just going to finish off with this last track, another David Bowie. Um, what made you decide to end hey, uh, Well, I would probably get my head in my hands if I came away from a radio station programme or not. Playing this, uh, to, I think that person knows. <laughs> well, we'll get it played very quickly yeah. because we're running Great out of time. Uh, we're not going to get the full track, unfortunately, but this is David Bowie and Hero 